0: Yo everybody, welcome to episode 3 of Hoops and Hattricks, this is
1: Fizika, i got my my partner in crime, Oscar, tell everyone how you doing man. Yo hi guys, welcome to episode 3, I'm excited for you to be a fiery one. Unfortunately yeah,
0: Um, (coughs) so we're recording on uh, a Tuesday evening. it's 10.20 right now Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the FA Cup football was just on and uh, Chelsea faced Liverpool, you know my team and unfortunately we lost 2-0 in a... Terrible performance But Yep Bro It was I'm, I'm telling you right now I don't know what's going on with us I really yeah, don't Yeah
1: it's, it's, it's been a shocking couple of Couple of games for you lot It's But I'm not gonna like, I'm enjoying it Because oh, you it lot is. have been having Too much fun this season Like You lot need a little bit of balance So I'm enjoying it I mean, it's a bit of
0: a mad one, you know. We've lost three games in a row now in three three different competitions, mm-hmm. and it was just you know I saw the game today and I, I saw the lineup. I was like, you know what? It's it's a bit of a stronger lineup, than we've played in in previous rounds, right? We had Mane yeah. in there. You had Van Dijk, Gomez, Robertson, Fabinho, mm-hmm. but then just the the performance itself. It was it was poor. Chelsea. You know, I'm gonna give credit to Chelsea because they played well. It's not all about you know Liverpool played bad. It's Chelsea true. played well. Billy Gilmore. I don't know how old he is, maybe 17 or 18. 18, 18 yeah. years old. He bossed the midfield, dominated he Fabinho. Did. And you know, they deserve to win, but it's just it's worrying times now, you know, because we got Atletico um next Coming week. Up. Yep. And obviously
1: we have Bournemouth before that, but we got Atletico, mm-hmm. that's the that's the big game and
0: I, I just don't know how we're gonna perform, man.
1: And especially because of how Atletico play, and you exactly. lot aren't in good form as well. You got Ja Felix, who I believe will be available. Yep. Who he didn't play in the first leg. And they're going to sit back. and actually, But it might also play into your hands. But if you think about it, everyone's kind of been playing defensive against you lot anyway. Yeah. But Simeone is a different beast. Oh, very He's different. a different beast. So, like, although, like, Champions League nights at Anfield, we all know what happens. But, like, I feel like if there's someone to break that hoodoo, it will be Simeone. He'll just come there and lock, like, you know, you know what, have a shot on target. It wouldn't surprise me because yeah. you know, they have a shot on target in the first game. Yeah, that's true. And that was, yeah. So, boy, it's tough times for you like, at the moment. I'm not going to lie. But I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining at all.
0: Like They got me spoiled because we're still going to win
1: the league, right? <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I'm over here moody...
0: Because we lost, games, <laughs> because we lost three games in a row. I know it's bad, but like we still have, it's still a great season. But of course, just because the, the continued excellence we've had, when you lose mm-hmm. a couple, it, it brings you right down. But you know, I, I, let's don't let's not let's not you know be all negative for the for the for episode three. Let's move on to of course previous results. Uh, last week's yep. Premier League results, some notable um, games. Bo- uh, Chelsea actually um, they drew two
1: two yeah. to Bournemouth. And their record against Bournemouth is a bit horrible, shocking. And Bournemouth are terrible this season, yeah. And um, I thought this would be the time they finally break their duck against them, but they still gave Bournemouth two goals. I don't know how, but yeah, now their record against that's their bogey team, and
0: yeah, as you say, it's a weird one, they're so bad, Bournemouth, and I think this season, yeah, yeah. And Chelsea have, I think, one in one win in five or something like that against. Against Bournemouth, this was the first time they've actually scored in their last four appearances against That's Bournemouth, crazy. which is very,
1: very that is weird. Crazy. I know, but their number three got both the goals. Imagine the number three, Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah no, Al- Alonso uh, scored two goals in the game, and then for Bournemouth, I believe it was Joshua King and Lerma. So um, yeah, I I thought this would be the time Chelsea would win. But Bournemouth just seem to have something over them, which I, I don't know. I can't I can't explain what it is. Everyone has their burger team Yeah, and everyone I, has one. Well, as Aston, we've had a couple, so I can't I can't even talk. More than more than a couple. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but a lot yeah. of them aren't in the league anymore, though. Like West Brom, they're gone. Stoke, they're gone. <laughs> oh, like West, Brom, yeah. West West Brom are coming back. So uh, I'm not trying to go there, but yeah. But yeah, as you so, said, you know, Chelsea, it's a uh,
0: another game where they've dropped points. And now they're only mm-hmm. three points above Manchester United, who drew yep. on the weekend, one one against Everton. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're lucky to get that draw. I mean, you know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, he scored the first goal. Another horrible mistake by De Gea. Horrible. De Gea, I yeah. I don't know what's going on with him, but um, Bruno Fernandes, the new signing, you know, he's been in top form since he's joined mm-hmm. and he got the equaliser, another, it was yep. another goalkeeping mistake, goalkeeping by, mistake, by Jordan Pickford. Pickford, yep, and, um, 90th minute, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, seemingly got the winner, yeah. uh, you know, shot, and it got mm-hmm. deflected, um, past David De Gea, but you know, yeah. VAR, ruled it out, because they said that, mm-hmm. gilfie Sigerson who was sitting, in front of De Gea, they said that he was, he was in his line of, um, he was, sight. He, was he was in his line of sight, and, yeah, well, that really wasn't the case i mean
1: do you no. do you do you agree with the vr decision or not of a horrible decision yeah. horrible awful decision it should have been a goal but yeah it's this var thing like because the argument about var i can understand it like some of the arguments is not var fault. some of it's football yeah for example People argue that if a striker's a toenail was offside, then they should give the striker the advantage. That's not VAR's fault for picking that up. That's the rule. The rule is if you're if you're in front of the defender, you're off. So whether it's, a toe, whether it's a toenail or a whole foot or a whole yard, that's the rule. So for me, I have no problems with decisions like that. When they draw, it's a bit jarring. They draw up the lines and then this, this, that. But that decision was horrible. I'm sorry, Man United got. Lucky with that point, and yeah, I mean
0: VAR. You know, it's there's been a lot of controversy around it, and mm-hmm. it's it's the referees, man. The referees yeah, are horrible thing. in this league. You'd think they'll be better in the best <laughs> league in the world, but they're terrible. And I need they're to awful. tell you one thing that got me mad. It wasn't even it wasn't even really even the, the decision, but Carlo Ancelotti, yeah. you know, one of the were Get the greatest managers. Of his generation, maybe ever, of right? Course. Yeah, he goes up to I think what's his name, Chris Cavanaugh. He he, mm-hmm. he refed the game today between yeah. Chelsea and Liverpool. He went up to Chris Cavanaugh to argue about the decision. Mm-hmm. Evan Chris Cavanaugh gives him a red card and defeat. He says, card. "Off you go!" If well, man just tells Carlo "Off you go, off you go." I'm exactly. like the arrogance of these referees, bro. It's horrible. I mean, and I mean, you know, you know about the arrogance. You you hate Mike Dean, probably the most oh, arrogant I referee. in
1: I hate him with Ever. everything I have. So imagine, um, we played in the FA Cup yesterday. We played against Port- Portsmouth. We won. So uh, Gwendeusi had a free kick, and so all Gwendeusi did, he, um, Mike Dean didn't let him take it the first time because apparently the ball was moving. So Gwendeusi, he put the ball down, but with a bit of, with a bit of attitude. Yeah. That's all he did, <laughs> and then he got booked for it by Mike Dean. Even Jermaine genus who's so biased, he hates us. Yeah. He loves Spurs. Even he was like, nah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, how are you getting booked for putting the ball down? Yeah, these refs there's no consistency. What one week it's a pen, one week it's not. Yeah. And the the refs in this country, they don't go to the screens. Ah,
0: uh, yeah, they like, I don't know. Go why to they the don't, screen,
1: yeah. bruv. It's so frustrating. Like I watch the Serie A and they go to the screen. These refs they just leave it to to the guy in Stratford. that you don't even know what they're doing. It could be <laughs> like having a cup of tea. Like, I don't. I don't trust those guys. But yeah, nah, they the refereeing in this country is horrible. So bad.
0: And the fact that there's no reprimanding when they do get decisions wrong. That exactly. that, that only adds to to first of all, it adds to the frustration of fans, players. Like I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen Connor Cody from Wolves. Yeah. Call out VAR, call out the referees on multiple on multiple occasions, mm-hmm. and. It also adds to the arrogance of these refs. They're like, you know what? Even if I do make this get this decision wrong, nothing's really gonna happen to me. I mean, people are gonna exactly. talk about me, and they're gonna get fined, but nothing's gonna happen to me. I mean, like, it's it's BS, man. It's just exactly. it's just so
1: annoying. Especially that. Um, do you remember what happened in the Tottenham game with the whole Lo Celso thing? The oh, yes. yeah, off. yeah, yeah. Then halfway through the game, he he was like, oh oh, he should have been sent off, and then he <laughs> he he VAR the next game, and he got a decision wrong again. So how the next day you gave him you give him another game, and he he does the same thing. Nothing happened. He's probably he's, he's got a ref again. So like yeah, something needs to happen to these guys because they they walk walk around with their heads held high and they can't even get a simple decision right.
0: Mm. And you know, speaking of Tottenham, speaking of Lissel, so I mean, mm-hmm. Tottenham, there were two, they were um, up twice during their mm-hmm. Premier League game on the weekend against Wolves. Yeah. and uh, you know Wolves are a, <laughs> one of the one of the best sides really in the league and um, they came back twice and Raul Jimenez scored the winner for them to win the game 3-2 mm-hmm. and they leapfrogged Tottenham in yeah. the league they're now to, uh, Wolves are now sixth two points in mm-hmm. Tottenham just three points behind Chelsea Yeah. and w- what do you think of Tottenham since Mourinho's coming do you think he's made you know a, a good I mean they've obviously done better but do you think mm-hmm. his impact is going to you know, last long or do you see that, that relationship being cut
1: short? I do see it being cut short. I give Mourinho to, he, I think he'll stay the whole of next season. Yeah. Then the season after that, that's when it'll start to get a bit rocky. But I do have to be a bit subjective because I hate Mourinho and I hate Spurs. (laughs) But I am on a podcast, so I'm going to be subjective, like to lose Son and Kane. That's almost 50 goals a season, like when they're at their best. That's almost forty goals, fifty goals a season, yeah. and they're their best players by by a country mile. So I do have to, That's a huge loss. I'm not gonna lie. So now you're, and then also, Eriksson. Well, yeah, Eriksson. That that we spoke about that before, but yeah, I have to be fair and say yeah, he has lost his best players and his best attacking players as well. Yeah, and Lloris hasn't been he hasn't he hasn't been great and he hasn't been fit either. So it's been a bit tough. But he has improved them because they were really strong. I think they were like fourteenth. Yeah. At one point. He has got them back up in the race for Champions League, but it's not gonna last long, I don't think so. And like it's it's a weird one
0: with Tottenham because they have Mourinho who's you know, he's not he's not known for, you know, building, rebuilding sides. And nah. Tottenham are in need of a rebuild. I mean, you look at mm-hmm. their team, their defence, or especially their centre back partnership. It's yeah. nowhere near how it was three, four years nah. ago. I mean, Vatonga and Aldevar use. You see them make mistakes week in, week mm-hmm. out. Um, and you said about Kane. You know he's obviously still brilliant, but of you course. see his body breaking down each season because of the load. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got Bergwijn. You know this January, and he's yeah. been a he's been a good signing, but they he lost has, Ericsson. Yeah die mm-hmm. is not good enough. Ali no. hasn't been the same player for two, three years. Like no. they need new blood in that team, and they
1: do, and they need young blood that will keep yes. that. That's the thing. And M- Mourinho's gonna go. He will want to buy a thirty-year-old Willian. That's what Mourinho oh, does. He wants course. to buy a player. Like it wouldn't surprise me if um, Tottenham go for like if they get Bale again because Bale struggling at Madrid. He's yeah. old, experienced. Mourinho be like, yeah, g- give me him. <laughs> so that, <laughs> like, honestly, so yeah, that I I don't know what Spurs are thinking to sack. And to get to get Mourinho when your club's in that state, I'll never understand. But yeah, nah, they're they're in problems.
0: Yeah, they are in problems and you know they as you you know, as we talked about on the last podcast, they lost one mm-hmm. 0 to Leipzig in the Champions League and yes. obviously there were you know other than the next round of um, Champions League fixtures in the mm-hmm. round of 16, and mm-hmm. you know, looking at you know the biggest, the biggest one probably of the whole um, of the whole round was Real Madrid versus Manchester City. Yes, and Man City probably won probably their, their biggest their biggest ever European game. I mean, they mm-hmm. they beat Real two one at the Santiago Bernabéu. Yeah, um, Isco scored the opening goal for Madrid in the mm-hmm. in the second half, but yeah. we saw Gabriel Jesus score a header. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Ramos get sent off for the this the twenty sixth time in his
1: career. That's ridiculous. This guy is a hothead, man. Twenty six uh, red 26, cards. That's just madness. That's
0: crazy. <laughs> and then he, yeah. we saw you know um, Sterling come on in the second half and you know have mm-hmm. a great impact. He won the penalty. Um, yeah, he terrorized Carvajal. Yeah, Carvajal was a there was a dumb challenge and <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne who you know assisted Jesus's goal and was man of yeah. the match. You know, dispatched mm-hmm. the penalty. Yeah. And now they take a two-one advantage back to their tier. and you know City—they're not known for their European prowess, right? No. Nope. So, mm-hmm. what do you think? What do you think they can do in the second leg? Do you think they can make it through, or do you think Real Madrid's experience, know-how will get the better
1: of City? Um, I think they'll make it through if I'm honest. Cause part, like another thing, like if you look at Madrid's clutch moments, Ramos is so clutch for them, and he's not—he's not, he's not going to be able to play in the second leg so like in terms of you've seen Ramos score goals in champions league final headers like semi-finals to get them through um and the madrid they aren't the same beast anymore like you, you to lose hazard i believe i believe hazard's gone for the season yeah so he was just starting to come back and then now he's gone and then that midfield is not the same like um modric ever since winning um the Ballon d'Or and then being supposedly the best player at the World Cup, he's he's gone downhill. Then I don't know if Casimir also has well the legs. Courtois, pff, mate, yeah. I mean
0: Courtois, in fairness to him, he's had, you know, a resurgence. He was he, he played he has, well yeah. against um against mm-hmm, City. City, yeah. He but did. the rest of the team, I mean, you're right.
1: Like, but if there is a, if there is a team to beat if, it wouldn't surprise me if they do because you're right the experience the know-how they've been there they've done it but I just don't see it happening they're not the same they're really not the same
0: yeah so like it will be an interesting game and I'm sure it's probably it might go into extra time that's what I feel like anyways mm-hmm. but you know the other one of the other you know big games was Chelsea versus Bayern Munich at Stamford yes. Bridge and mm-hmm. Chelsea in the first half they had a couple chances it they did. had a couple of chances they went to it nil-nil which was a bit of a surprise for everybody because mm-hmm. you know, we were thinking Bayern Munich was going to smash them but you know we were right um, in the second half they did do that Serge Nabury, yeah. your, your former guy
1: oh, it burns me it every must time have I, you, I see ain't. that guy it burns me it really burns me yeah but, so, yeah. yeah. he scored two goals He yeah whenever he comes back to London he, he's on vaults man he's how much was it four at Tottenham? four at Tottenham yeah, four at Tottenham, two at Chelsea. And yeah, that tie is looking difficult for 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 Chelsea to come back in. Because they also had a red card too, to Alonso. Yeah, so I mean, that's not going to be much of a miss, but... Not really, but he's actually scoring a lot of their goals at the moment. Yeah,
0: he's having a resurgence as well in goals. And, you know, uh, Lewandowski <laughs> did score the third goal. Of and course. he's, he's going to be out for the game as well, because he's out mm-hmm. for four weeks after that game. But, I mean, yeah. there's not really much to talk about that game. It's, it's, it's really done and dusted. Yeah I mean it, Chelsea it, it is yeah, they Three had, away goals Yeah ex- Three away goals Against uh, You know And while They have injuries as well I mean they had two players Come off um, Injured today Against Liverpool Willian And um, Who was it oh, I forgot who it was One of the midfielders Kovacic Kovacic, Kovacic yeah. and Willian Went down And that's You know mm-hmm. That's uh, two other You know Huge losses So Yeah Chelsea I mean This They have a young squad I mean You're not really expecting Much from them This season so you it's know. not, it's not, it wasn't much of a surprise that they did that they did lose to Bayern Munich three 0 Yeah, no,
1: it it really wasn't, if I'm being honest.
0: And yeah, I mean there was two more games. You had Lyon versus Juventus, and surprisingly, Lyon won. You know, two shots, yes. Lucas two scored the only goal for mm-hmm. um, Lyon, and they take a one 0 lead into um, Turin. But I mean, you have, Juventus is going to get this done they're going to yeah, get they, this done.
1: They they have to. If they don't, that's Sarri's got blood on his hands. He's got serious blood on his hands because that's one of the easier easier ties you could get. Yeah. in the round of 16 on the Champions League. So I believe they'll get it done, but shout out Bruno Gomares, who had an excellent performance in mm-hmm. that game. Um yeah, and they came out with a win. It was surprising. But yeah, Juventus will get it done, in, especially in Turin. They should they should get it done. Yeah, and they have they
0: have the king of the Champions League and Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. So definitely. and I mean, amongst other amongst other great players, I mean they're going to get that done. And um, sorry will probably get sacked at the end of the season either way, <laughs> if, if they win it or not. I mean, I think he will anyways. Yeah. And um, the last the 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 last game of the of this week's champion of well, last week's Champions League fixtures mm-hmm. is a uh, Napoli versus Barcelona. Napoli, Barca, yeah. And I, I want I want to get your thoughts on that game.
1: It was actually quite an interesting game. Um, Obviously, it ended up being a draw, 1-1. One, one. Yeah, no, it was quite interesting. Um, Mertens scored, scored a lovely goal. Mm. And, um, yeah, it it, it it was a good game. Of course, uh, Barcelona, they're they going to dominate possession as they do. But um, Napoli had had a few more shots on target. And I felt like they can kind of feel a bit hard done by. Because Barcelona were not at their best. Considering Barcelona are always going to have the ball anyway. But yeah. Now they, they wasn't, it wasn't a still a performance, but they still found found a way to get that all important away goal and i I don't don't see how Napoli are gonna go to the camp Nou and get a result
0: yeah it's always so, gonna be
1: a difficult one for yeah. Napoli to do that,
0: and you know when you have players who are just just an epitome of greatness, i mean it's always mm-hmm. gonna be difficult for you to root for the or to think that the other team's gonna do we're gonna do better or gonna win. Uh, but they exactly. have like in these type of games, you have Leo Messi. Yeah, and that's really all you can say. I mean, like Barcelona are going to go through. I don't. know if They're not going to win the Champions League. I mean, you've seen in the in the league campaign they they lost two you know, to to Real Madrid at Old Classic a few mm-hmm. days ago, yeah. and uh, they're not the same team anymore. They've had problems for years now, especially with mm-hmm. the with the transfer policy and the players they've brought in. Yep. But um, they are gonna I believe gonna beat or at least you know go through. Um, past uh,
1: Napoli, Napoli, yeah, I, I agree totally. And you're right about the problems they have losing Neymar, it, it was actually big, it, it, was big the yeah. Yeah, it was the start of the decline, yeah, yeah. It was because, and the amount of money they've spent since then, like Dembele, Coutinho, and Griezmann that's stupid money. And I, I don't know how they're getting away with financial fair play as well, but that's a story for another day. But yeah, nah. They'll, they'll they'll get through. Yeah, as you there's said, there's no way yeah.
0: Messi will lose that. Three hundred and forty-five million euros they spent on Griezmann, Coutinho, and Dembele, and, and Coutinho's out on loan, and he was the most loan. expensive signing.
1: Yeah, exactly. That that that's ridiculous. And but yeah, yeah. Bayern Munich are not going to pay them. Oh hell no! <laughs> hell no! So, so yeah, and I feel for Dembele, man. I really feel for him. You can't catch a in- you can't catch a break with all these injuries. Like, but, um, I, yeah,
0: I thought we went too early to Barcelona. I mean, he had that one great season at Dortmund. Mm-hmm. He sh- I thought. I thought he should have stayed there for at least another season or two.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I I agree. He he did leave too early. Um. Yeah, but then again, he he's been unlucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With... He's
0: been very unlucky with injuries. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, he is still young. Where is he, 20, 22, 23 years old? Yeah, he, he's still got time. I mean, he's still got just time. Hope. You just hope, yeah, you just got to hope that he stays. Yeah. Because he's a brilliant player. A brilliant player. Oh, yeah,
1: won't fear. He, he's fun to watch. Two-footed. Yeah, no, nah, I, do, I do love Dembele. Yeah, man. And, you know, we're going to move back to the
0: Premier League. And, you know, they recently um, said that they're going to create a Hall of Fame. I mean... Mm-hmm. It's going to that's, that, that's brilliant I mean we have that in basketball it's been there yes. for h- however many what 60 70 years so many and years, now yeah. to see that in football mm-hmm. is you know it, it makes for me it makes the it, it makes the game you know more exciting it just makes the whole the whole history of football you know out there to see it's great mm-hmm. and they said that on the March on March 19th they're gonna announce the first two inductees mm-hmm. in the Premier yep. League hall of fame and you mm-hmm. know the, the the rule is is you know quote players of exceptional skill and mm-hmm. talent to be recognized yeah. so um i want to i, well, I want to give you my first two okay and just, just, a, just a little bit of background i mean well it's not it's okay yeah so my first my first um pick it has to be the all-time premier league top scorer and that's alan shearer you alan know? shearer yeah he's, he's not the best player the fastest the strongest but mm-hmm. he has the most goals and yeah Goals is the most important goals is what you crave and mm-hmm. it's what you need to win football matches and mm-hmm. Alan Sherrill has the most of them, two hundred and sixty. Nobody really is gonna break that record for me. No. So he's my p- first pick and my second pick. Mm-hmm. And I told you this before. Yeah. I hate the guy. I hate the guy personally. He's he he's a, he's a terrible human being. But, uh, yeah. But I have to go with Rangics. I mean he's thirteen Premier League titles. Yeah. 162 assists, you know, the highest in Premier League history. Mm-hmm. He, he's he got, he's got to be in there. He's got to be in there.
1: Yeah, he, he does. He, I, that's why, like, um, I haven't, re- you haven't, I haven't revealed to you who my second pick is. Yeah, you haven't. But that's why he is my second pick. Because yeah. 13 Premier League titles and 160, you said 162 assists? Yeah. That's, he, that's undeniable. Although, off the pitch, he's a, He's a something else. He's filth, man. Absolutely filth. <laughs> He's pure filth. But you can't you can't really deny greatness. Yeah. And my other pick, people might think he's biased, but I have to go for Thierry Henry. Because when I read the description, it said people of exceptional talent. And to me, the two best players to play in the Premier League are Ronaldo and Henry. And obviously Ronaldo is still playing, so he hasn't retired yet. And he shouldn't be in there yet. He will be. But... Thierry Henry, the guy is something else. Like, Invincible, you're talking about. Aguero did just beat his record, but he used to be the, the, the highest scoring uh, foreign player. Yeah. So, yeah, nah. For me, Thierry Henry's got to be in there. Score any type of goals, fast. Complete. When I say complete, the guy had everything. Dribbling. It, oh, man. Yeah, the the good old days, man.
0: Yeah, you're definitely missing him now, huh?
1: Oh uh, oh oh! So much. Those days, those days are gone, mate. But yeah, I said uh, um, I can't. I can't disagree.
0: Like, uh, who am I to disagree with that? I mean, you know, people are gonna have their picks, and Thierry Henry is an absolute. He will be third for me on that list. Fair he'll,
1: enough. He will yeah. be third
0: for me on that list. But you know, mm-hmm. Henry for sure, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest players to ever play, and yeah. one of the greatest players to ever play in the Premier League. And before we move on to the basketball side of the podcast. Uh, you thought I was going to forget, didn't you? <laughs> well,
1: yeah, we, we still haven't spoken about your result, but it's, it's got to happen, so let's just get it out of the way, innit?
0: So, okay, before we move on to, on to your club, um, <laughs> Liverpool lost um, 3-0 to Watford last week to mm-hmm. um, end our chances of having uh, an invincible season. And yes. um, Yeah, Oscar, just do
1: whatever you want to do. <laughs> so, like, it, it's, it, this was... This was lovely. Like I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You lot are like 40 points ahead of us. But I'm still going to chat rubbish. Because <laughs> the, the. I think everyone listening to this podcast has Twitter. And we all know Twitter fans are so obnoxious. And especially Twitter, Liverpool fans recently on Twitter have been so hard to deal with. <laughs> and it was so lovely to see you lot suffer for once. Like, like to lose your 44 game unbeaten streak to Watford. Like we we lost our fifty game unbeaten streak to Man United away. Like that's a bit respectable. To that's the best Premier League team ever. You don't lost it to to Troy Deeney and them man there. Three <laughs> nil whitewash. Three nil pass the pad. Three nil. Nah, that that's ridiculous. Like your your so called generational talent, Trent Alexander Arnold. Ten crosses, none of them on target. That is what I call cross and inshallah. nothing there. <laughs> Nah, I have to run all agendas because you're not going to win the league anyway. And you, yeah, you lot are better than us, but that is ridiculous. Ishmael Assam, two goals. Hey, man, you've got Arsenal fans buying his, his jersey uh. because he, he, say he saved our record. Oh, man, I, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed that. But I'll be a bit subjective. As a Liverpool fan, how did you feel? And like, talk to me about the game.
0: So yeah, it was a uh, it was it was a difficult game to say the least. Credit to Watford, because yeah. I mean they deserved to win. They were much better than us. Um, we never really got into the game in the first half. I don't want to blame it all on Dejan Lovren, but my goodness, <laughs> like That's certainly back in the world, yeah. He ah, okay. uh, he just got to talk so much. He it just inspires the defense to be scared. Just he he just he's so I'm not I'm not gonna blame it all on him because the front three were rubbish the the mm-hmm. midfield Fabinho again I mean he hasn't been good since he's come back from injury but mm-hmm. Watford deserved to win that game and like like Klopp said we started the second half better but then they they got their goal so quickly it was like oh we we didn't even have a chance to really you know get into the groove yeah and then. Ismail Assar, I mean, he had, you know, he 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 had a very good game. He had two he goals. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. second goal was a great was finish. A great finish, great finish I, I yeah. thought I thought someone was going to save it, but it was a cool, composed finish. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to... I was upset, obviously. I, I thought of we course. were going to go unbeaten. Like, I really mm-hmm. did. I thought we were going to yeah. beat everybody apart from Man City. I thought we were going to draw against Man City. And beat everyone and else. And beat everybody else. Mm-hmm. So even when we went 1-0 <laughs> down, I was like, you know what? We've been in this position before. We were in this position yeah. last week against West Ham. Mm-hmm. We were, when we went 2-0 down I thought we're not going to win this game. Yeah. Because uh, we didn't even we barely had any, we barely had chances in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't think we maybe we had
1: one clear got chance but we had one shot on target. One shot, one shot on target. I mean <laughs> it's like w- with, with 70% of the ball. I so mean like what can you do What are you with doing that? with the ball? Exactly. You have 70% of the ball to create one shot on target. That's yeah it, but I can't talk too tough because of the team I support but yeah, wait, yeah let's go
0: on you now. <laughs>
1: let's get on you now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you the floor. Yeah, feel free. <laughs>
0: Thank God. So, yeah, so Oscar's team, Arsenal, Banter FC, they uh, faced Olympiacos in the second leg of their round of 32 oh. game in the Europa League. Arsenal had a 1-0 um, lead going into the game. And um, they lost 2-1 to Olympiacos. You know, Olympiacos, uh, or uh, Olympiacos, let me start with it. Olympiacos scored in the second half to make it 1-0 and if the game ended like that it would have gone to extra time but mm-hmm. Pierre Mrakabamyang scored a brilliant overhead kick it did, it did go into extra time i mean sorry he did go into extra yeah, time yeah yeah um pierre mrakabamyang scored an amazing overhead kick in the mm-hmm. in um extra time to make it 1-1 so austin would go through um mm-hmm. to to the round of 16 but then El, what's his name? Let me let me just—I don't even know his name. <laughs> oh Yusuf Youssef El Arabi scored a goal in the like 118th minute. It was a brilliant cross from—I don't know his name, unfortunately. <laughs> but it was a brilliant cross, and then it was a great first time finish by El Arabi. And I was watching the game, and I was I was so happy. I was so happy. So Oscar, as you did for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: give you the floor and just tell me what you were thinking in those moments. So. Like when Aubameyang scored, it, like I didn't celebrate too tough because like it's embarrassing being, extra <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. can't even talk. It's embarrassing being in extra time against Olympiakos as it is. It was a great goal, but it was just relief. Yeah. Then where it went wrong. So we obviously they scored from a corner. Both their goals came from a corner because we can't defend those. So um, Leno has the ball. And so he's being pressured by two players. I'm not going to be unfair, and he's saved us so many points this season, but he's got blood on his hands because the <laughs> ball comes in, and he kicks it out for a corner, not throwing, not he didn't uh, he didn't lump it Rosehead. he kicks it out for a corner, they take the corner, we defend it, they cross it back in and score. yeah when they scored, like I literally lost all composure, and my phone started to vibrate <laughs> so, so much. I just I just had to put it under my pillow because honestly my head was gone, and then even after all that we still created another clear cut chance. Oh yeah. And Aubameyang put it wide, and oh my, I I felt for him because he did not deserve that. He's carried us for two two and a half years, and it it, it happens like a hundred like um hundred twenty minutes of football, cramp, you know. It's it it just it happened. Everyone misses chances. He's 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 the top goal scorer in the league, playing left wing. Like, but if like Lacazette was off the pitch, if he wanted a chance to fall to anyone, it would be him, and it just, it just didn't go in. And then from there, I knew I knew that it just wasn't meant to be. But how are we getting dusted? Like we're going downhill. Like when it comes to Europe, like before we used to be losing to Barcelona, then it was Bayern Munich every season. Then, then we got to the semi-final of the Europa League and lost Atletico stupidly. We got battered in the final against Chelsea. Now we're not even making round of 16 in <laughs> Europa. like, what's <laughs> going on? Like, oh man, when, when I think my my whole body starts to itch when I start to think about this because it's like, where are we going? Like, and I, like, if I own Arsenal, I, like, that Stan Kroenke guy, I know he's got millions and he's got. He's got like Denver Nuggets who are doing well and Colorado Rapids and all them other teams. Yeah. But like, your club's the laughing stock. Like, he's got, I know he's got millions, billions. Billions, yeah. He owns however many teams in the world, but your your football club's the laughing stock of, of football and you're still, you're there happily just milking us for money. I, when, like, the, the we're just going downhill. Like, we, man like the, the days when, when we made Champions League final and all that they're long gone man like we have no European prowess at all none none at all it's ridiculous so
0: let me ask you just one question before mm-hmm. we move on would you rather get into the Champions League and get smacked by like Bayern 10-2 in aggregate or lose the way you did in like the round of 32 in the Europa League
1: I'd rather get smacked 10-2 man I'm not gonna lie I'd rather Damn. because do you know what it is being the Champions League like because of the way our owner runs the club. Yeah, we need that money because yeah, good point. He the the way he's choosing to obviously losing 10-2 is worse than losing to, losing two one, but I'd rather be able to attract a bit more players, have a bit more money. Like we should we shouldn't be like the way we deal with transfers. We're haggling over like five hundred k, one mil. <laughs> like we're we're arguing with agents. It's a joke, man. So. Uh, we just need to we need to rebuild and if you look at Chelsea they're rebuilding and they've been in the Champions League so we need that. We can we can maybe attract a bit more players a bit a, a better player if we're in the Champions League and if we're if we become a bit more consistent. But obviously but I don't want to lose ten two either. So <laughs> yeah. it's, maybe it's a lose lose situation really. It is a lose lose. Maybe if if we if we if this season if we take a season out of Europe completely, and then just reset, because what 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 can we do at this point? I I really don't know. And Even to ask that question, I don't know. I want Champions League money. That's all I want. Yeah. But but as a fan, I'm not an accountant. Why am I? Care? Like, do you know what I'm saying? The way our club is run, like all our fans are accountants. <laughs> like you, net spend, it's, it's net a spend. joke. Net sp- yeah, screaming net spend, bro. <laughs> ah it's it's ridiculous so uh, yeah, I yeah i just i just want good players at my club again that that's all and i, I just want to see us not not be a laughing stock in europe so whether whether we, we take a season out of europe and reset and then we go again or yeah, that's the thing i don't i really don't know
0: yeah and you know because i'm a good friend um for your mental health, I'm going to move on from, from Arsenal. I'm going, to, <laughs> I'm going to move on from football. And, you know, yeah. let's get into the basketball section of the podcast, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, several big, big stories that we're going to talk about. But the first one mm-hmm. we're going to talk about is the Giannis Antetokounmpo and James Harden beef. Yes. So, in the All-Star, when in the All-Star um, draft, um, mm-hmm. Giannis said that um, he wants to... Pick a player that's gonna pass the ball. You know, mm-hmm. you know, not not being Harden. And yeah. he was he was asked, you know, how his, how his team strategy is gonna be, and he said he's gonna feed whoever Harden was guarding. So yeah. I mean, they were both you know jokes. I don't, I don't think many people took it seriously. I mean, Giannis mm-hmm. is a you know fun loving guy. We've seen it many times. Yeah. But then James Harden had an interview with Rachel Nichols on mm-hmm. Friday, and yeah. You know, Rachel Nichols brought up what Giannis said and Harden didn't, you know, he wasn't aware of what he said. But his response Mm -hmm. was, I wish I could just run, you know, seven feet, run and just dunk. Like, that takes no Mm -hmm. skill at all. I've got to actually learn how to play basketball and how to have skill, you know. I'll take that any day. So, bro, like, do you agree with
1: Harden's, you know, (sighs) clapback against Giannis? Yes or no, like... I agree with it because, of course, he does have to have more skill. Like to play pr- to play in the perimeter, he's playing isolation ball. He's getting trapped. He's getting blitzed in the half court. He's 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 scoring threes. Like to to do that, it obviously does take more skill to have to ball handle and to break down your defender. isolate that does take more skill? I can't lie, but you cannot knock Yannis uh, for being physical because if you look historically at the players in the NBA. Physicality is played a part. Shaquille O'Neal, most dominant player ever. You like he's he, if you he, you can't knock Shaquille O'Neal for being physical, that's what won him however many rings he's got. So And of course Giannis does have skill to his game and he's 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 not just pure power and he's he's adapting and evolving and he's adding a lot to his game. You've seen him at the mid range, at the free, at the ball handling. He in, in the pick and roll, he can be the ball handler and the screener. He can pass out when he's been double teamed Like he's got a lot to his game. But yeah, Harden was a bit harsh, but he is kinda right in a sense.
0: Yeah, I thought like I, I thought he was, you know, a little bit sensitive in his in his response. I mean maybe because you mm-hmm. know, if he maybe if you saw the video of Giannis, I mean you <laughs> saw him you know laughing and joking and all that stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. he would have had a different response, but you know, Rachel Nickers just gave him the quarter rather than, than the video. But, um, yeah, I mean, Giannis... I mean, I I get what Harden's saying. Obviously, he's 6'5". And Giannis is 6'11". I mean, you have to be Mm -hmm. incredibly skilled. And, you know, Harden puts in that work. I mean, you see him after regular season games, after playoff games. He goes into Mm -hmm. the gym, you know, works on his shirt and all that. So he's Mm -hmm. such a hard-working player and it shows in in his production on the court. Mm -hmm. But, Giannis, I mean, how many... Six eleven, seven foot, seven foot plus players have we seen in the NBA that are just dunkers, Watch. and yeah, just exactly. and are washed and just are just average, maybe below mm-hmm. average players just in the league because of their height, right? Yeah. And when mm-hmm. you have Giannis with all the skills that you mentioned previously, mm-hmm. who you know Max Kellerman, I don't really this, I don't really agree with his point, but he was like, if Giannis gets a three, he he's the player, he's the one player that could really, you know. Challenge Michael Jordan for you know greatest players, greatest players ever, greatest mm-hmm. player ever. Yeah, but I mean I don't agree with that. But he's got so many skills and he's 25 years
1: old. I know
0: he's 25 years old. I mean exactly. he's not in his
1: prime yet. <laughs> yeah, he's still got a couple of years to to get there. Yeah. So yeah, he's he is something else. And you're completely yeah you, you're my, you well obviously I don't agree with the whole Jordan analogy, but yeah, yeah. if he adds a three like a consistent free, then how how do you guard him? Who do you got? Who do you put on him? So, like, and he's got the perfect team around him. If you put two on him, that's Chris Middleton open for free. That's Brook Lopez open for free. So, yeah, nah, um, he is very skillful. And, obviously, to be a league MVP and to to be in the NBA, to start with, you have to have a certain level of, of basketball IQ and skill anyway. Yeah. But, obviously, I do understand where Harden's coming from. Yeah, but he was definitely a bit sensitive because... Harden does get a lot of stick, so I can sort of imagine, and the the whole apart from now, but the whole Rockets system has been getting a lot of stick for years now, so I can sort of understand why he would be a bit like aggressive to clap back, because there's a whole oh Harden doesn't play good in the playoffs. Harden doesn't he he doesn't bring it when it matters. So he hears a lot. It's like oh, the Rockets they just shoot freeze and give Harden the ball. So. I Feel like it that clap back, it, even if it wasn't Giannis, it was going to happen soon, yeah. But it just so happened to be Giannis, and, and yeah, he was sensitive,
0: yeah. And you talk about the Rockets' system, and you know, we've seen since we've seen the team since they traded uh Clint Capella to the Atlanta mm-hmm. Hawks, and um, we've seen I mean, I've got some of the stats here, yeah. From in January, <clears throat> which was mm-hmm. the last month they had Capella, yeah, they averaged 45 rebounds per game, right? Mm-hmm. In February. 11 games they averaged 40 rebounds a game that's the first month that they played without capella and this month they've only played one game they averaged 34 rebounds Mm -hmm. and i mean you can see it's a massive drop off in their rebounds but you can see the you can and but in the assist ratio they've averaged four over um four more assists um in march than in january Mm -hmm. So you can see the balls being played, you know, more yeah. around mm-hmm. players, and you can see Russell Westbrook, who's mm-hmm. just been on fire lately. So, yeah, I, he's been bro, so yeah, tell me, tell me about Westbrook and how he's performed with,
1: you know, his new role on the team. He's been absolutely amazing. This, this is the Russell Westbrook we love to see. So, when um, Capella first got traded, the first game they played was the Lakers. And we're like, this is the game, where they're gonna, they're gonna, the Rockets are gonna suffer. You've got Javale McGee, you've got Anthony Davis, you've got LeBron. Like, how do you stop that with no center? And Russell Westbrook went off. He went off. Like they tried, they tried to put Kuzma on him. Kuzma got cooked. Like Russell this he, this is, this is, you couldn't build a better system for him. Yeah. Like the the paint is open. He's he's gonna break down his defenders. Gonna get to the rim. If you double. Clint Capella's open for free. Like, it's... Oh, not Clint Capella. Oh, my God. What did I say? Uh, PJ Tucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clint Capella open for free. Oh, I'd let him shoot that all year. But um, PJ Tucker's open for free. Then you got... Oh, man. It, it's so fun to watch. And it's been crazy seeing how teams have set up against them. Like, they played the Jazz. And the Jazz put Rudy Gobert on him. And he ate him up too. He cooked him, bro. He cooked him up. And it's, yeah, the system is working so well for them. They're still getting the the points from James Harden and they're getting the output from Westbrook. It's, yeah, I love, I've love i been enjoying it so much. Again, yeah, you know, people are saying,
0: you know, this this might be Westbrook's, you know, best ever season, you know, better than his MVP season or better than any of his, you know, three years averaging a triple-double because of how efficient he's been and how it's mm-hmm. leading to it. I mean, he's been averaging since, you know, February. He's been averaging, oh, I think January, he's been averaging like 54, 55% from the field. Yeah, he's averaging twenty points in the paint. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a six foot three guard. I mean,
1: it's just yeah. it's unbelievable what we're seeing from him. It is unbelievable, and I believe since um, since Capella's left, he's even he's not shooting as many threes, but when he's shooting them, he's shooting them at a better percentage. Yeah, yeah. Which which you can you, that's perfect. You, you, Russell Westbrook isn't a great three point shooter, so now he's shooting less, which is good for the team. And when he is shooting them. He's shooting them at a better percentage, which is also great for the team. So you can't go wrong with that. It's literally, right now, it's working so well. But about him being better than the other seasons, we have to wait and see. Because the MVP rest book was something else because he had no help that season. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And he was, yeah. But efficiency, it, and like you can't... If, if if there's one thing you can knock rest book for is sometimes he takes a shot and you look at him you're like... Why, <laughs> but now he's efficient, it's almost like, What do you do? How do you stop him? Yeah, so yeah, nice. No, it's, it's been, a, I'm so like, I'm, I'm enjoying watching them. They're actually one of my favorite teams to watch right now. The Rockets,
0: yeah. And we saw you know, Westbrook have you know, one of his best games, you know, 41 point performance against the Boston Celtics mm-hmm. in the you know, one point win in overtime. Yes. And just mm-hmm. ju- it was just not even just for Westbrook, but it was just a brilliant performance by the team and Jason Tatum won the Boston Celtics another huge huge game and what do you think of his growth since his rookie year and like you know this being his first um, Mm all-star appearance
1: what what do you think is the ceiling for Tatum? The ceiling Um, definitely he's I feel like he's almost at the level where he's he's almost going to be a guaranteed all-star now like solid but in terms of the ceiling, oh, well, that's difficult. That's a good question. Um, the way he's going now, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he puts in a few um, MVP caliber kind of seasons. Like, especially when the likes of LeBron and that are, are retiring. Yeah, no, he he looks he looks he looks, he looks a he looks a real deal out there. I'm not gonna lie to you. And because last season he dropped off from the first season. Yeah. So I was a bit, <clears throat> but now. I don't know if it's because uh, Kyrie's left, but he, yeah, he looks, he looks something else. So the, the ceiling is honestly up to him. Like, if he can keep adapting and working and, and getting better, then yeah, he, he he could be serious.
0: I mean, you know, Kemba Kemba Walker's has been out for a couple of weeks now with injury, and you know, Tatum's mm-hmm. taking that load, or yeah. you know, as being you know the number one guy, and you know, he's been mm-hmm. he's averaging twenty three points for the season, six more than last year he's 45 yeah. percent from the field 39 percent from three mm-hmm. i mean he's, he's doing this all with you know on high efficiency numbers mm-hmm. and like, i definitely agree he will he's going to be you know a perennial all-star he's going to be one of those guys that when it comes to all-star um when it comes to all-star weekend you're like yeah that guy's that guy's a, that guy's an all-star like there's, there's no question about it yeah right? yeah but you know it's the fact that can he become and you know an MVP, and I think he can because you know it's his, yeah. actually his birthday today. He's twenty-two years old today, wow. and okay, yeah he can definitely. I think, I think he can win an MVP, but I do think it's going to be difficult because you know he's yeah, got the of likes course. of Trey, um, Zion, Luca, Luca John, John. Moran. Yeah, I mean, but you know one thing that is in Tatum's favor is that his team, or at least right now, is better than all of them, and we, as we all 100%. know. A, a winning team, a winning record, is one of the biggest, you know, reasons why a player will get nominated for MVP. Mm-hmm. And you know the 100%. other teams, yeah, the other teams, they are, they, they, they've got good players. You know, Memphis obviously playoff spot. Pelicans, yeah. they're gonna, they, they could get in the playoffs. Dallas, you know, they're in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. But you know, they, they are gonna get better as well. I mean, yeah. they're, they're gonna get better, and you know, Boston, so are they. But um, I do think it's gonna be difficult for him to win an MVP though. But you know, yeah, who knows? It, I mean, it's, it's he's still young. I mean, who knows what's going to
1: happen in the coming years? Of, of course, of course. But I am looking forward to seeing how he's going to develop out there. Hundred I mean, percent, yeah. The the socks are fun to watch, especially when uh, Jalen and um, Jalen. You got Jalen. You got Kemba. You got you got Tatum. That that's a great big three, man. And you know they've got Gordon Hayward. I mean, mm-hmm. who hasn't really been
0: talked about much this season? But you know he's another you know reliable piece, averaging like sixteen and seven.
1: Yeah. And Marcus Smart as well. It's not it's not the Utah guard the Hayward, but Yeah, yeah. He's 16 points. He that, that's solid from your someone that's not you'd say is their fourth option. So He Yeah, he is their fourth yeah, he is. So you're getting 16 points on your fourth option, you can't really complain. But it's just the money that he's
0: earning, you know, yes. being the fourth option, I mean, mm-hmm. he's worth he's like 30 million, 31 million a year. Yeah. I mean, and you know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to sign up Tatum. I think it's gonna be this off season to his rookie mm-hmm. extension contract. So mm-hmm. they're gonna be spending a lot of money because they got they got Brown on that rookie extension. They've got Kemba on the max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it might be difficult for them, especially because they don't have that much depth. Like that's that's the for me that's their main problem. They don't have depth. Mm-hmm. When you see yeah, like who they have coming off the bench like Brad Wanamaker and you know Semi Ojeley and you know Enes mm-hmm. Kanter. I mean, it's not really good enough right now
1: for you know a championship. You know, level uh, yeah, team. Yeah, And you think about like, even if, if you count Smart, Tatum, you got Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward. They're all small forward shooting guards. Yeah. So, yeah. So they have depth in, in the wing position, but everywhere else is is a bit. It's there. The, yeah, they they could do with some more, more pieces coming off the bench. So I think Gordon Hayward will be the, will be the piece that they look to move on because, that money is it's, it's a lot. And plus,
0: he's. 29 30 years old now i mean Mm -hmm. and you know if if the if the season did end today boston who are in the third seed in the east they will face philadelphia the philadelphia 76ers in the first round who are who are um sixth and you know they've had a lot of problems lately and you know they've had you know currently ben simmons and Joel Embiid, they're two all-stars the two best players Mm-hmm. are currently injured and you know we don't really know when they're going to come back it's injuries that you know the, the medical staff haven't really been able to put a timeline on it you know it's just yeah. an indefinite um, time period I mean Embiid has a shoulder injury Simmons has a back injury I mean mm-hmm. back injuries you know serious I mean it's something that uh, an NBA player doesn't really want to have an injury I mean obviously they don't, they don't want to have injuries but that's a, yeah. it's a serious place to have an injury on your mm-hmm. body and Embiid we all know about his um injury issues and mm-hmm. you know there's been talk about maybe moving one of them on if they don't have you know a successful playoff run this season so yeah. I wanted to ask you do you think in your opinion do you think they should move one of them on and if you do which one would you move
1: This it's a great question Um I, I kind of don't want to move them on but I kind of do at the same time. The reason why I'm, I'm like, in the middle is because, like, they clearly have a relationship between each other. They clearly like playing with each other. And that's huge for... Like, to have that chemistry on and off the court is great. But on the court, they can sometimes get in each other's way. As in, you're talking about two guys who aren't the greatest shooters. They both want to... They're both physical. They both want to get inside. So... It's a bit difficult, but if I was to keep one, I'd probably keep Ben. I'd probably keep Ben yep. Simmons, as as painful as that that is to say. Because I feel like Joel and is top two big men. Yeah, I he's second to Anthony Davis in terms of power forwards and centers. I think so. Second, wait, but where would Giannis be in that conversation though? Oh my god. Yeah, I think, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, mind, yeah. yeah. Third, third, third. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah. I I I don't. I wouldn't want to. Like as 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 a fan of the NBA, I wouldn't want to split them up. But in terms of Philadelphia and success, maybe you, it might be time, or maybe you give them one more one more go at it. I think that's what they had do. a few. Yeah, and to be honest, Kawhi Leonard dusted them by one shot last season, so it it could have all been different. Yeah, people
0: forget that it was it was yeah. it was, and you know people say it was a travel and all that stuff yeah mm-hmm. but it was one shot in a seven game series I know I know like they like, were close very close they were right there
1: they were literally right there and then like, yeah yeah I, I agree I mean I would
0: uh, I would keep them I would keep them together because mm-hmm. you know you don't get that like I know they did you know do the whole process and yeah, you know and the tanking and all that stuff and they people don't people don't really talk about. it. They messed up a lot of picks as well. Like I know they got oh. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. but they messed up a lot of picks. Like they Markel Ford. Markel Ford. That's not they've picked. Markel Ford's number one missed out on Jason Tatum, and they, they yeah. gave away a pick. Like Boston had the third had the number one um overall pick, and mm-hmm. they gave their number one pick to Philadelphia for the third pick and an additional yeah. first round pick. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they get they they I don't they drafted Michael Carter Williams with a high first round pick. Yeah Nerlens Noel with another high first round pick. And then those two have just like really become journeymen in the in the NBA at like the know. ages of like 24-25. I know. But you know they do have two generational talents and they are yeah they are legit generational talents in Ben Simmons mm-hmm. and Joel Embiid. And I know they've had their issues shooting, you know, injuries and whatnot, but you don't get many of them on the same team it's true and like if they do work like if they do work it out work it out like on the, on the court then mm-hmm. they could be a great team but you know could be. we're not seeing it right now and you know their their road record is for some reason it's one of the worst in the, it was joint worst in the league 9 and 22 yeah. well it's not the worst in the league the second worst in the league 9 and 22 level with the Knicks and the Pistons oh my 9 and 22 days. only the only Atlanta Hawks in the east have a worst record of 6 and 25 and yeah that's, like, that's and, awful. and when you look at their home record it's 28 and 2 they have the best home record in the league i know so you have I mean, to ask yourself games. like what's going on on the road i mean do do they just do they feel uncomfortable by the by the home side i mean like I, what's I, going I, on with them
1: I, I, I can't i can't understand that I really I, I don't understand how you can't relate because I know like it's a bit it can be a bit like intimidating, but at the end of the day it's a basketball court it's the same court just it's just, just got different teams of colors on it so the fact that they can't they can't buy a win on the road is', is, is shocking and it's also shocking for the playoffs because in mm. seven game series you play either in the if you play the full seven games you're either gonna play three or four games away so if if you're if you're if you're if you're gonna lose all your away games. That means you're you're banking on getting home court advantage to win, and it's, it's not a guarantee you're gonna win all your home games. So, it's very alarming for the playoffs as well if they can't win away. So, yeah, nah, they, you're right about keeping the two of them. That's why I w- I'd want to keep them as well because they're special. But it's whether they can coexist, and they're paying Tobias a lot of money. No, so I I don't know. How I don't gonna know why they work.
0: I don't know why they gave him that much money, man. Seriously. $180 dollars, mm. million, million, bro. Secure the bag. I'd I mean, be good for him, but one hundred and eighty million dollars—that's ridiculous. And he's their
1: third option. Exactly. That's crazy. And, and I feel like they—they could have did a bit more to keep Jimmy. I, I, I feel like I'd, I'd, I'd unless but he like, yeah, really wants to leave. Jimmy's his own personality, so yeah, he's 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 a different type of guy. So maybe he wanted to go, but
0: but like unless he really, really, really wanted to leave there should have been no way they left him Well, they 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 should have um they they should have let him go yeah exactly first of all he would have been on less money than Tobias Harris 100% like he, he i think he signed around 130 140 million dollars with Miami
1: mm-hmm. so
0: they would have saved they would they would they would have paid like 30 40 million less and he's a closer he's a yep. he's a great defender and you mm-hmm. and you can just see the impact he had on he's had on Miami this season like, I don't know why, like it's, it it baffles me really. And the fact it's the fact that if, if he if Tobias Harris was playing like a $180 eight million dollar player, I I would have I would have yeah, no we, no
1: questions. We, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now.
0: But he's not. He's playing like a, a I don't know. Like I'll say eighty million dollars. That's still a lot of money. But like in the mm-hmm. NBA, that's kind of like that's standard for your you know your for your decent player in the NBA. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're yeah, talking 100%. about home court. They're sixth. They don't even have home court, so like they're, yeah, they're going to exactly. shoot themselves. They're
1: going to shoot themselves in the foot before mm-hmm. they get to the playoffs. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's it is crazy, and also, and not many people talk about it, but losing JJ Redick, bro, like the, the the space in the shooting that that guy, that guy has is, like shooting in the NBA. There's you can't put a value on it. It's probably exactly. the most important co- commodity in the whole in the whole league, shooting. So. Shooting as inform your role players, I mean. So that's another thing they yeah. Like the Lakers, they they gave Danny Green
0: fifteen million dollars a I mean, year. For two seasons. For two seasons. Mil. Because I know he's a he's an alright defender, but because he can shoot. Can shoot. He can catch yeah. and shoot. Like it's as you said, it's probably it's the most valuable skill to have in today's NBA. Mm-hmm. And they 100%. let I mean Jimmy Butler's shot is not working this season at all. Yeah. But last season it was working. I mean he's one of, obviously he's mm-hmm. one of the best shooters. I mean it's not yeah. saying much cuz they have Embiid and Simmons but yeah. still I mean like, I, don't, I don't I don't know where they go from here seriously cuz now neither, neither do I. now I'm now like there's what 22 23 games left in the NBA season. Mm-hmm. We don't know when Embiid and Simmons are going to come back. If and they come, if, yeah, if, if they come if if they come back and they ha- they have they have work to do they they can't like rest on their laurels like a like a Milwaukee Bucks can do no, they they-, can't. they need to get home court advantage cuz why exactly. should we trust them in the playoffs if they don't have home court advantage when they haven't done anything in the regular season to to warrant that trust you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and who knows if they're going to be like if they're going to be fully even if they do come back simmons and Embiid, before before the um playoffs starts how do we know they're going to be fully fit? We saw Embiid last year. He missed like one mm-hmm. or two games in the, in one of the um, playoff series because he was yeah, he had he injuries. He was ill. I mean, like yeah. he had like stomach issues and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can't really trust them, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. And as you said, they cannot rest on their laurels. So that means if if um, um Simmons and Embiid are healthy, they're gonna have to get straight in the team. Like, it's not like... Giannis. sometimes he doesn't play the whole fourth quarter. There's a game uh, the other day. He, he sat the whole fourth quarter. I think it was Charlotte. Y- Char- yeah, okay. It's Charlotte, but still, like... Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, they... they. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's... It's difficult. And as you're right, they're sixth. So who who are they playing in the first round? They would face Boston. Boston. Yeah. Boston, 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 have, home. Boston have home court. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, nah, they, they need to... I, I don't even know what they need to do. But they, yeah, they, I feel like they should maybe give it one more goal next season. The thing is, if they give it one more goal, you're going to see the Nets with KD and
0: Kyrie come back. Oh, I and, forgot! And it, it gets even worse for them. I'm like You'll have an Oladipo who's fully healthy. Mm-hmm. And I it, forgot exactly like you forget about the Nets and uh you'll have you know another year of Atlanta being you know older, experienced. Mm-hmm. Um I, I the thing is I do think they should stay together, but if one more year where they don't get to at least the conference finals, I can I can definitely see them moving on from Splitting one of the it up. Yeah. And I so, think and, I think they'll move them. Embi- I think they'll move I think they'll move embiid. Purely yeah. because of health reasons. If, yeah, and age. Yeah, and yeah, and age. Even though he's still, he still 25, but, you know, mm-hmm. Simmons is, what, two, three years younger. But yeah, if Embiid had no health issues, he
1: would be the guy to keep. 100%. 100%. Simmons is a great 100%. player,
0: but Embiid, he can do everything. Absolutely yeah. everything.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree totally. I agree. Yeah. You, you, I really want it to work. Because especially like that, the period where they were tanking it was tough Oof, and it, years man and yeah but we just have to wait and see see if the process works but there's no guarantee that it will with the situation they're in now but we just have to wait
0: Yeah, we go away and see and it's it's you don't you don't know when it's when if it's gonna work or not but I mean they've got they've got a really solid team and you know who knows if they're gonna if all that, of all those years of tanking, is actually gonna be worth something, because if they don't win at least one championship, you know, tanking for all those high drop What draftics. did you tank for? Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. So yeah, I mean, it's true.
0: yeah. So guys, it's been uh, a good or bad episode three for both of us.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, waffle. You know, <laughs>
0: hopefully we don't have to speak about. Uh, we'll probably speak about Arsenal. You know, in in other podcasts. I mean. They are gonna lose they're gonna,
1: you, lose. You they're gonna better, lose sometimes. You, okay, you better be because otherwise it, oh. that, that's you getting dusted out of bear competitions. Fair enough you win the league but boy. Yeah, that that's that. that's
0: gonna be a bit mad. We hopefully we win. But um Hopefully not. I mean obviously you you
1: you, you don't <laughs> want us to win, but yeah.
0: But yeah, thank you guys for um listening and Oscar you, you got anything you wanna say?
1: Uh oh, no, I appreciate the love we're getting. Like, um follow us on all social media platforms. Twitter is at Hoops and Patrick uh, and Instagram